You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. I am very excited about our guest today because Wayne and Rose Lowry are with us. We're going to chat about marriage. They're going to share a few of the things that they have learned from their marriage. Uh, Wayne and Rose, thank y'all for being here. You guys, you mean a lot to me. Uh, Some of the church might not know this, but when God called me to Carterville, I came as an interim youth minister. And during some of that time, I lived with you guys. I lived on a mattress in the extra room upstairs and Rose, you made breakfast for us in the mornings and Wayne, I enjoyed our our talks about your devotion and what we were learning with the kids. But I got to watch your marriage a little bit uh, from my first days in Pedal. And I guess I've been able to watch it for almost 19 years now. And you guys have been a tremendous blessing to me. I'm really glad that y'all are with us today. So welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. You bet. Wayne, let's get started uh, just with a little intro to your marriage. How long have you guys been married and what's something you've learned? Well, we've been married 41 years this year. And uh, something we've learned, we was able or blessed to be able to learn very early on in our marriage. And it was through a sermon that Brother Hogan preached on the importance of putting your spouse first in your family. And in it, he emphasized the importance of the marriage relationship and putting it before our children. And uh, one of the greatest gifts that he said we could give our children is to have parents that love each other. I remember hearing Brother Hogan say that a lot, and I have seen the proof of it, you know, Uh that if mom and dad will love the Lord and will love each other well, oh, the kids are going to be so blessed because they'll be growing up in a in a stable household, and they'll never have to wonder if mom and dad are going to be sticking this thing out. And so that beautiful advice. Um, Rose, tell us something that you've learned in marriage. Tell me a little bit about your marriage. Well, before we got married, the first thing that we really decided was divorce would never be an option. We would stay married. We would work through whatever problem we had. Um, We had a little struggle at first with the difference between a man's role and a woman's role. One of us saw things black and white. One of us saw things gray. But after we've been here a while, we started going to some Bible study uh, classes, and we learned that men really are from Mars and women are from Venus. (laughs) Uh, We did another Bible study that was men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti. And we learned that God really did make men and women different, uniquely so. And this was something we really wish we'd have known at the beginning of our marriage. We also did another study that was the five love languages, and we learned that we each have different love languages that make each other feel loved or special. And it's worth the time, really, to put into these Bible studies and these books to let our spouse know how much we love them and they're important to us to know what makes them happy. So all three of those, um, you know, the Waffles and Spaghetti, Mars and Venus, and the five love languages, all three of those are studies that I've heard lots of other couples say were fantastic. So I guess I would encourage everybody who's listening to put that on your to-do list and the next time that comes around, you know, get in there and learn something. I'm curious, uh, Wayne, Rose, so you guys did the five love languages together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that study. I love that concept. I'm curious, what are your love languages? Wayne's was time, spending time with him, communicating with him. Mine was service, him doing things for me, which he does great. He helps me around the house. Um, 
I get overwhelmed sometimes with it, and he comes in there, and of course he fusses at me while he's doing it sometimes. Right. But I think <laughs> as long as he does it, don't say nothing back. <laughs> there you go. Well, so so Lynn's and I, Lindsay's Lindsay's quality time, and I'm words, and so we we take it pretty seriously to try to learn how to speak the other the other language. So that's neat to hear you guys reflect the same thing that that we picked up. Um, Amos chapter three. You guys mentioned to me that Amos chapter 3 has meant something to you in your marriage. You want to share that? Sure. Uh, in that verse, you know, the, the question is, can two walk together except they be agreed? And we've learned the importance of giving each other the opportunity to, to express our grievances with each other. When we first got married and had a disagreement, we'd probably stay mad for three days at a time. <laughs> And, and we finally learned that just to lay everything out on the table, to talk about everything, you know, discuss it, get over it, and move on. And, and this is not always easy to do. But uh, And one thing about it, you know, getting older and not being able to remember things or what you disagreed about, that, that helps a lot, too. And that will come. <laughs> so you, you'll naturally forget. Right, right. That's all right. Well, you know, I... I I, I recognize that for couples, especially when they're figuring out how to be married and how to work through uh, some of their disagreements, uh, I see a lot of unhealthy healthy approaches, you know, silent treatment or passive aggressive approaches. And I think it's wise if you can learn how to carefully lay things out. You don't have to be mean about it, but I appreciate y'all's counsel just to not avoid healthy confrontation and to not simmer. Rose, how long were you guys in that period where you'd stay mad for days before you worked things out? Probably the first two years, I would say. Probably um, a year or two, yeah. Hey, that's good counsel to uh, to a newlywed. So if you were going to give some tips for a young married person, a, a newlywed, somebody that's been in there two years, and they're having a hard time working through their disagreements, what's your counsel, Rose? What's your advice? Pick your battles. Make sure what you're arguing about is worth it and swallow your pride. Um, uh, I had a lot of pride. <laughs> um, I felt like if I was arguing about something, yeah. I, I was arguing because I believed it and I thought I was right. He thought he was right. And we had to learn that sometimes you just agree to disagree. You know, that's a remarkable thing about opinions is from right. your own perspective, you are always right, right inherently. And try not to take yourself so serious. You know, I do. You know. <laughs> that's, all right. Well, um, you guys have been blessed by the Lord. Uh, three beautiful kids and now just a wealth of great grandkids. I mean, not great grandkids, but well, they are grandkids great. who are <laughs> great. That's right. I understand. Uh, I'll, I'll pass that on to Jenna and Jared and Jason for sure. Well, tell me about uh, your marriage as your family began to grow. What did you learn? Okay. Well, you know, within our family unit, our children and their activities can require an awful lot of time for us. And really, I, I can't overemphasize the importance and, and what it has meant to us to make it a priority to spend time with each other. Uh, it's important to, you know, go on dates and trips and do things together and we can bless the grandparents with our children and give them an opportunity to spend time with them or a friend or whatever. And uh, it's just best, you know, we do everything together, me and Rose. We do a lot, and we love it. We really enjoy each other because we witness couples in their relationships were totally built around their children. And when they left home, their children suffered. 
or not their children, I'm sorry, their marriages suffered. And I guess as a result, the children would too. But uh, we hear a lot about the empty nest syndrome, and that's something that we've never experienced. It was a joy for us when our children left home and seeing them start their own families and their own lives, and it was a joy for us to see them succeed. So as you guys prioritize one another, I, I know that you had date nights or trips or something in place to rejuvenate your marriage and that those experiences paid dividends in your walk with each other. You have some tips on that? Do you have a favorite getaway that you took, something that a, a young couple could achieve? Yeah, I mean, I know we can't all jump on a plane and head to Hawaii tomorrow, but maybe some maybe some memories that you guys have created that you could pass on. What's a, what's a good idea for a little date night or a weekend getaway that worked for you? Well, I don't know about a weekend getaway. Um, we'd love going on cruises. Okay. And you can go on a three- or four-day cruise. We like the seven-day, but um, it's just getting away together and your focus being on each other, and you forget the cares of the world when you're out there on a ship. And it just made us have a uniqueness together and, and um, just kind of we got busy with the world. It brought us back to reality of each other. But you know, on a smaller note, just spending time together, it really don't it really doesn't matter what we do together. If we're just at home, we go out to eat or whatever, you know. And I think you guys I think y'all are fishing buddies, aren't you? That's right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. You guys have a great marriage and I, I love spending time with you and reflecting on this. Um, Rose, I know that you were sharing with me earlier a little bit about Colossians chapter three. What has God taught you through Colossians chapter three? Well it says wife Submit yourself to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wife and do not be harsh with them. And do not be harsh with them. I heard you. Don't be harsh with them. (laughs) Wayne, I think she really wants to emphasize that point. I got it. Used to, tone of voice was an argument for us. And I was like, you got it. Oh, for us too. Yeah. Us too. (laughs) Well, I guess so. I guess so. But, you know, if we honored God's word and followed the scripture, our marriages would be such a blessing to us even more. And when we first got married, this verse, I did not like this verse. (laughs) I did not want to hear that Wayne needed to be the boss of me because that's the way I interpreted it, and he did. And I would tease him that I'm 17 days older than you, so that makes me the boss. But, you know, we would fuss about this kind of stuff, but in reality, it actually has never been a problem for us, never in our marriage, about that role of submitting to him because we would discuss things and work it out. Um, and really, it's a blessing for women to have that to lean on for the man, that we have our man to, to lead us if he's a godly man. But even if he's not godly, we're supposed to submit to him. Um, well, it's a reminder to me, a beautiful picture of the gospel, you know, that, for, that a husband sacrificing and loving his wife, that a wife sacrificing and submitting to a husband— it's an unnatural mindset. We all want to feel like we're looking out for ourselves. But in Christian marriage, it's a reflection of God's love for His church. And so necessarily in both directions, you see couples who are serving the other, submitting to the other, putting the other first. And that dying to yourself to think of somebody else better than you, that's impossible without the Spirit's work on the inside. So it's really a beautiful reflection of God. I'm not surprised that it's worked out so well in your marriage. You guys uh, you guys are a blessing to me. Any, any last word before we wrap up today? 
Well, one thing I'd like to say that, that I think our marriage is kind of built around is both of us believe that our marriage relationship is second only to our relationship with God. And with that mindset, it's worth all our effort to do everything we can to preserve that. That's awesome. Well, I love the way you guys have built your marriage and the way that your home and your marriage has blessed me and others in our church. Thanks for being faithful to the Lord. Thanks for being faithful to each other. And I appreciate you sharing uh, some of the things that you've learned about marriage. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yep, love you.